What's it like to be an entrepreneurial holistic nurse, CBD expert, and disability advocate with a thriving private practice? Let's talk all about it with nurse entrepreneur Dominique Fontaine right here on episode 244 of The Nurse Keith Show. Well, hello and welcome to The Nurse Keith Show. I'm so grateful you're here, whether it's your first time tuning in or you've been hanging out with me here on the airways for months or possibly even years. However long you've been tuning in, thank you for being part of the growing Nurse Keith Nation. As always, this podcast is about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, ideas, diatribes, and informative interviews with some of the most inspiring people from the worlds of healthcare, nursing, medicine, and beyond. And did you know you can leave a rating and review for The Nurse Keith Show? That's right. Head on over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find the show. You give it a rating of one to five stars, write a review, and if you let me know you did so by shooting me an email, I will thank you on air and read your review for all to hear. Meanwhile, if you want to see the show notes for this episode, which you're going to want to check out, they're at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 244. Today, we're welcoming friend of the pod, Dominique Fontaine. I am so happy to have her here, and we're going to be talking about CBD, disability advocacy, and a lot of other things. So, Dominique, let's jump right into the fire, okay? What is CBD? Hi, Keith. Thank you for having me. And um, I would just like to open up and say that CBD is a natural, over-the-counter supplement that individuals can take. It's a non-psychoactive species component of the cannabis plant itself. Okay. And when you say it's a non-psychoactive aspect of the cannabis plant, so is there any THC, you know, that psychoactive part of cannabis, is there any THC in CBD? So, yes, there is. Yes, there can be. It depends on the way that a company may extract the hemp from the cannabis plant. However, uh, the very minimum amount of THC that can be in a hemp plant legally is 0.3%. 0.3%. Now, I can hear a nurse out there raising her hand going, ooh, 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 I have a question. And her question is, well, is this going to cause me to fail a drug test at my workplace if I take CBD? You know, in nursing school, they always told us, that we can never fully use always or never, um, especially like when we're answering questions or something like that. I'd like to steer people that you have a choice of full spectrum CBD, which does have that 0.3% of THC in there and also a CBD isolate, which extracts out the THC in the cannabis hemp plant and allow you to just have 0.0% of THC in that CBD product. You know, Dominique, I already love the way you talk about this because you're being very, very clear and succinct around numbers and around what we should be looking for. So I'm already really appreciating this clarity because it's actually helping me. Okay. So um, yeah, it's helping me personally 
because I've I've used CBD, I've un, I understand it to a certain degree, but there's always I always have these inklings of I don't quite understand this, that, or the other thing. So you just told us that a full spectrum CBD or a CBD isolate is what we should be looking for. Is that what you were intimating just then? Yes. So if consumers are interested in utilizing CBD for their health and wellness, you have a few different choices. You can choose that full spectrum that gives you that synergistic effect, which is also you might have heard it called as the entourage effect, um, where you have the THC, very minute levels that's legally federally legal for a CBD product to have THC in there. Um, So that full spectrum has THC in it and the CBD isolate does not have THC in it. I see. So, you know, CBD's exploded in the last, what, like five years, maybe more or less. It's just like everywhere. And I've even seen CBD products in CVS and Walgreens now. And you can find it in, they have salves, lotions, tinctures, soap, I'm not soaps, but all sorts of personal care products that you put on your skin. And then there's all these things you take internally, tinctures, tablets, capsules, edibles, you know, all that kind of stuff. So tell us about the differences between all the CBDs out there. And I don't mean that you know them all, but I mean, buyer beware, right? Because not all CBD is is uh, created equal. So you mentioned full spectrum, you mentioned the entourage effect, you mentioned CBD isolate, and you mentioned the 0.3% or lower, which is what the federal government says is not illegal. How does the average consumer or even a nurse listening right now who wants to go to her local store or his local dispensary and get some CBD products or order them online, like through a company that you represent, which we'll talk about later, how do we know what we're looking for and how do we know we're getting quality? What are the things that we should pay attention to? Well, when we look at different CBD companies, first off with any company in general, we're usually looking at, you know, does their mission values and beliefs resonate with our own beliefs? So if that resonates very well, then next I would be looking at that company's certificate of analysis. And that is an actual test that comes from the federal tested laboratory. And I say federal tested because there's many laboratories that utilize cannabis to test for their products like tinctures, salves. CBD pills, edibles, and things like that. Okay. However, it's not regulated. So looking at a federal tested laboratory company that that cannabis or CBD company is using is very important. How do you know a laboratory is federally tested or however you, you want to describe that? How do you know and what are you looking for on a label or when you ask someone at your local dispensary What are you asking them and what should you make sure you're seeing or hearing? So first off, you're going to be wanting to look for the label or certificate that says GMP certified and GMP certified just 
fully means that it's good manufacturing processes. And who who sets that standard? The federal government actually sets that standard. Wow. Okay, cool. So even though it's not regulated, quote unquote, the federal government still has a finger on the, the scale here to some extent. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So there's some companies that have gone ahead of the game and have already done the work to be certified, to give that trust to consumers that whatever is in our bottles or our products, what's on that label is exactly what's in that product. So, and we know that because it's been federally regulated through the government and it's coming from a federally regulated lab facility as well. I see. So if you're walking down the street in some town here in the U.S. and you see like Joe's CBD bar and grill, you might want to walk the other way and find a dispensary that's like seems like it's um, one that is actually doing things on the up and up. Right. Correct. And yeah. <laughs> okay. you even have to be aware at the dispensaries it's themselves as well, because they are, there are certain dispensaries still that are not fully regulated and do not require testing for their flowers, their tinctures and things of that sort as well. Yeah. I mean, here in Santa Fe, it's a city of about 80,000 people. It's pretty small. Right. The county is like 150,000 people. And I'd say there's probably 10 places to buy CBD products in this town, maybe 12. Wow. Yeah. And I'm including like the local CVS and a couple other pharmacies. So there's more than a dozen places to buy CBD products. So it's pretty confusing. And there's there are dispensaries in town that I really trust. And then there's others where I'm like, I don't really know. I don't know what to think about this place. So I go, like you said, you have to see if it resonates with you. And there's places here that I feel like are really doing a good job. But, you know, for the average consumer out there who sees CBD products at their local grocery store, you know, it's like, how are they ever going to know? And one of the questions I wanted to ask you is that you're, you're a registered nurse, right? And you've been an RN for how long? Seven years. Seven years. And you're the founder of Sage Integrative Wellness, LLC. You're also a chapter leader for AHNA Scottsdale. That's the American Holistic Nurse Association. You're a chapter leader. You're a board certified holistic nurse, a holistic nurse educator mentor, and a board certified health and wellness nurse coach, and a medicinal cannabis nurse coach and consultant and educator. So you have a lot of credentials in the holistic realm in nursing. And what is it about CBD specifically that that draws or has drawn your attention and gotten you so deeply interested in it? Because I know you're pretty passionate about this. Yes. So many years ago, when I moved out to California, actually, as a traveling nurse, um, I got involved with just, oh, wow, there's CBD at this store. <laughs> Let's try it. I'm here to buy a record. But they had CBD. And so I was open to trying it. Didn't really feel much and just kind of left it as that. Over the years, CBD has exploded in the industry. And 
learning about it as a nurse who then had a traumatic brain injury, who is a holistic nurse and really embodies really trying to utilize things naturally, cost effectively, things that I can do for myself to, you know, help with health and wellness. Um, CBD became more of an interest to me then because it was something natural that could really benefit my body and create balance. So that's really where it thrived. Yeah. Now we don't have to go into the the details of how your head injury came about, but having had a head injury, was that one of the draws for you? Like you thought, oh, CBD might be able to actually help me with my symptoms. Yes, for sure. When I learned and started researching about basically CBD and some of the the symptoms that occurs with a traumatic brain injury, headaches, sleeplessness, uh, things of that sort. I really was like, you know what, this is something that I'm very interested in, in trying for myself instead of the medications that were offered to me on the pharmaceutical side. And as a nurse who had a specialty in neurology, understanding some of those side effects with those medications, I really had nothing to lose and everything to gain but to try CBD out again. Yeah. And, you know, there might be a nurse scientist out there or researcher saying or thinking, you know, I've heard all sorts of claims about CBD that it can cure cancer, it can reverse Parkinson's, you know, there are a lot of claims being made by certain companies and people. So what do you feel like are claims or efficaciousness of CBD that you can, from your perspective and your experience as a certified holistic nurse and all of your background, which ones can you say definitively, yeah, I really believe that CBD can help with this, this, or this? Are there a few top ones that you feel it's kind of a no-brainer that it can help with? Absolutely. For one, pain and inflammation. Pain and inflammation is a huge one that has really supported a lot of individuals in symptom relief and enhancing quality of life as well. Great. Okay. And and is there anything else? Um, You know, I know a lot of people use CBD for sleep and also for um, anxiety. So do you have anything to share around those two issues? Yes. I mean, a lot of the research that I have looked at as far as what are the best routes of administration that go along hand side with some of these conditions or ailments such as sleep or anxiety um, and looking at routes of administrations and how it can really help the person and oral mucosal sprays have been wonderful for individuals with insomnia or sleep related issues and also anxiety. So we understand the research, we can really advocate for our patients on best routes of administrations for their needs. Yeah, Um, that's cool. And around, you know, the ideas and the research and the information out there about CBD and its efficacy, if we could say that word, Uh, try to say that 10 times fast, efficacy of CBD. Anyway, um, I digress. When I go into PubMed, 
and I type in CBD in search, I get 6,765 items on PubMed about CBD. So obviously, the scientific community has been paying some attention to CBD. And do you have anything to say to a listener out there who wants to understand, like, what is the best research to look for? And I mean, PubMed is pretty, you know, peer-reviewed, reliable stuff. So is that a good source? And are there other sources where people can go for more information if they really want to dive deep? Yes, definitely. So I like to look at NCBIN. Um, They're wonderful alternative, holistic source for individuals to look at. Um, Great Great information there. And then looking at peer-reviewed journals such as the Journal of Holistic Nursing um, have been very supportive in individuals who are looking for that overall quality of life in other combinations to upregulate the system. When you understand Mm -hmm. about meditation or mindfulness or progressive muscle relaxation and then understand the science with cannabis it's really a beautiful thing on how we can still upregulate the system right right and you know back on episode 229 with Eloise Thiessen of Radical Health we talked a lot about the endocannabinoid system could you give us your down and dirty view of what the endocannabinoid system is and you don't have to dumb it down because everyone here listening almost everyone is a nurse but if you could give us a fairly succinct vision of what is the endocannabinoid system yes so the endocannabinoid system if I could put it in just like two to three words is that it creates homeostasis in the body for our organs, our tissues, our cells, the way that they function and metabolize. It works to create balance in all aspects of our bodies. Mm-hmm. And so I, I love that because we're just so able to be able to know what's out of sync and let's up regulate the system to create balance again. Right. I, I want to dig a little deeper here. So when we say endocannabinoid, what that brings to mind for me is that it's a, cannabin, a c- cannabis-like substance produced by our own body. Is mm-hmm. that, am I on the right track? So we do have natural endogenous cannabinoids in our bodies. Um, one of the ones that we may or may not have heard of is anandamide. And sometimes individuals, when we are, say, for instance, we're a runner and we get that runner's high or we have that piece of chocolate and we get that euphoria feel good. Mm -hmm. It's not because of the dopamine and the serotonin that's been flooded into our frontal cortex of our brains. It's the anandamide, actually, that is allowing that to be released to give us that euphoric high. So that's something natural that we have within our bodies. And is anandamide part of the endocannabinoid system? It is. It is. Okay. So the cells of our body are producing chemicals, for lack of a better term, or substances that are very related chemically or structurally to cannabinoids, right? Yes. Okay. 
Now, is there like a endocannabinoid syndrome where you don't, your body doesn't produce enough of its own? Does that exist? Is that a thing? <laughs> yes, it is. Actually, it's called the clinical endocannabinoid deficiency. Really? So it's actual, is that a diagnosis? It might not be used very much in the medical industry. However, some of the conditions and ailments that we're looking at would be such as migraines, fibromyalgia. Uh, we look at those types of conditions and question whether or not that individual is actually going through a clinical endocannabinoid deficiency. Wow. And I'm assuming here we are 2019. If we came back and talked about this in five years or 10 years, I think the science is going to be through the roof around us really pinpointing some of this stuff. Because I feel like this field of research is in its infancy or maybe toddlerhood. And there's a lot more to learn. And when you go on PubMed and you see 6,000 hits for CBD, that tells me that there's interest out there, right? In the scientific and medical community. Absolutely. Yeah, that's wonderful. And, you know, my you mentioned migraines. I mean, my wife won't mind me sharing this, that she had migraines where she was using up her entire Imitrex prescription almost every month. They give you nine tablets a month. That's what insurance will pay for. And she was going through the whole thing almost every month of the year. And she started using CBD. I won't say what company because that's not important. But she started using a very high-grade organic well-made CBD oil and she has not had a migraine or used Imitrex in two years, you know? So that's anecdotal, but that was the only thing she changed in her life was stopping the Imitrex and using CBD on a very, very regular basis. And I want to talk more with you about any success stories you want to share. I also want to talk about the company that you're representing with a mutual friend of ours and Karen Appy and a little bit more about the whole CBD thing in terms of side effects, contraindications, etc., etc. So we'll be right back for the second half of episode 244. So now we're going to take a pause for the cause for just a moment. Please consider becoming a patron of the Nurse Keith Show, just like other listeners who value the show so much that they want to give just a little bit each month to support the work we're doing here. When you pledge, you not only get the satisfaction of helping produce and support the show, you also get some pretty nifty premiums and gifts directly from yours truly. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash nurse Keith to read all about it. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash nurse Keith. Also, please consider signing up for my newsletter at nursekeith.com so that you can receive my bi-weekly message just for you. Finally, if someone you know could benefit from career coaching with me, please consider referring them. And if they become a paying client, even if they do one session, you'll receive credit for one hour of coaching with me. And there's no expiration date on that credit. And you can keep it in your back pocket until you need it most. Remember that you can refer as many people as you like and continue to earn those coaching credits over time. What 
a deal. Those are my sincere asks of you, dear listener. So now let's dig back into today's topic. Well, thanks for hanging out here on the Nurse Keith Show with episode 244. We are chatting with Dominique Fontaine, a certified holistic nurse, a CBD expert, disability advocate with a thriving practice and lots going on in her professional life. We met at the National Nurses and Business Association conference several years ago and met up recently again at the NNBA. And Dominique, it's great having you here. And I appreciate all this deep digging into CBD because there's a lot of confusion as we were talking about in the first half. Now, my first question for the second half of the show is, are there any misconceptions about CBD myths that you know are false that you would like to dispel right now? Take it away. (laughs) Number one myth would have to be hemp is illegal in my state. You live in Arizona. Yes. And I'm speaking of all states in the United States. Oh, you're not talking about your state specifically, but people saying hemp is illegal in my state. Okay. Yes. So tell us more about that. So one of the first things that I do in general is lead them back to the actual federal bill that was passed in 2018. Oh, the hemp farm bill. Yes, what does that yes. actually mean for us, the consumers and the healthcare providers? So that means that now we've it's open. The federal government has opened up for hemp to be used as a sustainable resource. So clothes, oil, um, for medicinal purposes, for research, for us to continue that in a health aspect. So it really taps and reaches various individuals, whether you're a um, medical health professional or a patient or a farmer or a mechanical engineer or a chemist, it really boosts so many different industries now to be able to help them in what they do in their own unique needs. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. So hemp has been cleared, quote unquote, by the federal government to be able to be grown, processed, and utilized for different products. And I'll remind any member of the audience who's curious that, to the best of my knowledge, back in the 20s, the 1920s, almost 100 years ago now, um, during the Prohibition, there was a film that came out, very famous film called Reefer Madness. And it was really meant to pretty much destroy any notion that marijuana or THC or hemp were were positive things. And it was it was criminalized at that time, to the best of my knowledge. And we all know that hemp is strong. We all know that it can be used to make clothes and make ropes and all sorts of things, sails for sailboats. I mean, you name it, hemp can be used for that. We also know, I've read, and maybe you know this too, is that when you grow hemp on soil that's been poisoned or soil that has had any toxins in it, that hemp will actually help heal that soil. Now, you can't ingest anything made with that hemp because it then has to be discarded. But Mm -hmm. hemp has a lot of really positive qualities. So for the person out there who thinks that it's illegal in their state, it is not, right? Correct. It is not. It has been completely legalized. The only 
added clarity I'd like to say with that is that it's legal to the extent that there is 0.0% or 0.03% of THC that can legally be in that hemp plant itself. For it to be considered usable for these purposes. Correct. Okay. So for a nurse out there who's interested in actually getting involved in CBD, like recommending it to patients or maybe becoming what we're now calling a cannabis nurse. You know, there's a cannabis nurse association here in the United States now, which I think is probably international, but I think a lot is happening here in the U.S. So if a nurse wants to get involved more deeply, what are some of the first things he or she should do to understand what it means to be a quote unquote cannabis nurse or to start recommending CBD? And what does that mean for our scope of practice? And I mean, for RNs, NPs, advanced practice nurses, what are some of your caveats or things that you'd recommend these particular people think about? Well, first off, when I deal with some of the nurses that ask me, well, how do I get started in doing what you're doing? Well, first off, I like to allow them to research about their own state laws so that they can feel confident about what they're getting into when they're ready to tap into cannabis nursing. So that would be step one. Step two is then looking at our own scopes and standards of practice so that we continue to stay in this role as a nurse. There's so many edu- there's so much education out there when it deals with cannabis. However, it's not niche specific to nurses. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's very important for us to adhere by so that we can protect our own license because we're in an industry where it's not regulated. I see. Now, are you a member of the Cannabis Nurses Association? I am. You are. Would you recommend people look into that organization? 100%. Okay. And is it called the Cannabis Nurses Association? Did I get that right? The American Cannabis Nurses Association. Oh, American Cannabis Nurses Association. That's right. Okay. So it's the the ACNA. Yes. Right. Okay. Now, you're also involved in the American Holistic Nurse Association, the AHNA. Yeah. And I'm super happy you're coming to Albuquerque next year in 2020 for the AHNA conference because I live an hour away. <laughs> so we'll get to hang out. But does the AHNA, are they on board with this whole thing? Slowly, yes. Okay. They are. Over the years of being a member for almost seven years completely of my entire nursing career. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been receiving our quarterly journals, our quarterly magazines all this time. Me too. And yeah, I believe in 2015, don't quote me on that, was one of their first articles that they had more recently dealing with cannabis nursing. And that was authored by Carrie Clark, which is the current president of the American Um, Cannabis Nurses Association. That's right. And I think Eloise Thiessen is the president-elect, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Think for 2020 or something. Yeah. Right. So so the AHNA is catching on. Have you heard any rumblings from the ANA, the American Nurses Association? Anything at all? 
the ANA actually has a position statement for nurses to understand what they do and how they back up nurses in protecting them in their license, meeting these standards and scopes of practice, um, advocating for us to have the education and knowledge so that we can advocate for our patients that are looking to go into this type of herb for medicine. So they have their own position. So the AHNA and ANA are both on board now. Yes. That says a lot. I think for anyone listening for whom this still feels a little woo-woo or a little like scary because you're not sure about the whole legality thing, the fact that the AHNA and the ANA are on board and the ANA has a position statement should bring you some comfort. And you can read that position statement and I will do my very, very best to, to remember to put it in the show notes so people can click on that and read the position statement because I think it's important to know what the rest of the profession is talking about. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Dominique, I understand that you are, you know, a board certified holistic nurse and you actually can mentor nurses who need someone to help guide them through the process of becoming board certified and passing the exam. Correct. Correct. Can you explain what that's like in a nutshell? Okay, so the AHNCC is the American Holistic Nurses Credentialing Corporation Center, where nurses who are interested in becoming board certified as a holistic nurse or a board certified nurse coach. Like me. As well. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So they can get board certified and you have a slew of different nurse, nurse coaches that are excellent that can support individuals in this need. I particular help nurses in a one-year mentorship to pass the board certification and to get the knowledge that they need to support them for the board certification and also mentorship in the field and industry of herbal and healing. So if you're more interested in CBD, cannabis, and that, you get that piece in my mentorship. Wonderful. So people can reach out to you for that. Yes. Great. Thank you for enlightening us about that aspect of your practice. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about Sage Integrative Wellness and that's sageintegrativewellness.com. That is your company, your LLC. And my understanding is that you do a lot of what I mentioned at the top of the show around being a certified holistic nurse and all the things that you do. I also understand that you specialize in homeostasis regulation in psychoneuroimmunoendocrinology. So could you unpack that long, long word for me that I don't want to try to say again? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay. What is it? <laughs> So it's a combination of really focusing on an individual that is more of a neuroendocrine patient. Okay. So all of the mood disorders in neuro, all of the hormone imbalances dealing with our endocrine system, our stress response are really the types of patients and clients that I focus on in Sage Integrative Wellness. I see. And when these people come to you, you're working with them one-on-one -on -one, face to face or on the phone? Like how are people working with you around these issues? 
So it's actually a few different ways, either telephone, video, face-to-face if you're local in Arizona, Mm -hmm. um, in a close distance. Um, So you have various different ways to be able to be educated about all the different things that we're dealing with in Sage Integrative Wellness. I see. And so these are folks with immuno or endocrine or neurological disorders, and you're able to guide them in particular ways based on your holistic training to help them have a better quality of life or decrease symptoms or all of the above? All of the above, really. Um, It's quite nice to be able to see these types of patients or clients who have gone through some kind of difficult challenge, transition, new condition, or a chronic condition. And these individuals are looking for natural ways of being able to support their overall quality of life. So it's more of stepping outside of that medical, conventional mindset of care and really focusing on the whole person because it's what they're looking for. I see. Okay. Well, cool. So let's move on to one aspect of Sage Integrative Wellness, which is the CBD part. So let's let's drill down into that a little bit. I know you're working with a specific company through our friend Karen Appy, who's another nurse entrepreneur who's active in the National Nurses and Business Association. So tell us about the company and why you've chosen to work with them specifically and what's special about their products and their approach to this whole world of CBD, which is just, as we mentioned earlier, exploding. Yes. So I was actually introduced to this company. It's called CTFO and it stands for Changing the Future Outcome. Changing the Future Outcome. Okay. Yes. Changing the Future Outcome. What I love about them is the fact that they really have done their research, their homework on making sure that they give high quality products to individuals and completely transparent on the entire process on what they're doing. So it's wonderful to be able to, as a nurse, understand the science behind what they're doing and not being biased to other companies and what they're doing. But however, just understanding that as a nurse, We have an endocannabinoid system, and we did not learn that in nursing school. We did not. (laughs) (laughs) We did not learn that. And so when I had experienced a traumatic brain injury and was looking for a a over-the-counter natural holistic substance or product that can benefit my symptoms that I had, I was very open when I heard Karen Appy share the National Business Association about this particular company, what they stood for, how it changed the trajectory of her life because of her own personal issues that she was dealing with, opened up to share inspiration and hope to all of us nurses. That led me to really 
try the product. And what I experienced changed my life for not having headaches as often as I was, being able to sleep better, and really having the opportunity to be involved with this company as a sustainable way of living for myself. I see. Now, because of your head injury, are you not working as a clinician like in a hospital or healthcare facility? Is that one reason you're in the entrepreneurial world or are you working as a clinician as well? No, actually, I am just doing the entrepreneurial aspect because of my injury. So I would say it's been a blessing in disguise mm -hmm. to tap into entrepreneurship a lot sooner than I had ever imagined because I wanted to do, I was in nurse practitioner school. And um, so it just changed my life. And I'm just truly blessed now on the way that, that this path has brought me. Wow. Wonderful. Okay. So for anyone out there, you don't have to have a head injury and a trauma in order to become a nurse entrepreneur. It's not necessary. Yes. Some people have been led that way because of an injury like you, Dominique, but we can all make that choice without having to go through something traumatic. And um, at first, I'm really glad as your friend, I'm really glad that you found something that really works for you and that you can also help you to earn a living. Now, CTFO, Changing the Future Outcome, is like some of the other companies out there that produce and market CBD. It's not available on store shelves like other companies that I won't mention. And it is a what we would call direct sales. Some people call it multi-level marketing. And some people, when they hear those words, they hear pyramid scheme or Ponzi scheme, and it is not that. I know that because I've been involved in some multi-level marketing companies. I'm not at the moment, but I understand the system. Some companies are better than others. So what would you say to a nurse out there who's interested in speaking with you about CTFO, but when they hear that term multi-level marketing or uh, direct sales, that they start to feel a little nervous. What would you say about this process and what's it been like for you to work for CTFO and be a distributor of their products? It's been quite phenomenal, honestly. And I don't really get fearful of the fact that it's a multi-level marketing company because the transparency that they give the owners that understand how multi-level marketing has become and the bad stigma that companies or consumers seem to get when they hear that. And one of the nice things about CTFO is that everyone is at the same pay level or the ranking level, including the owners too. We all have the same titles as associates. Now it's up to you whether or not you want to make more money than the person who offered it to you. And that's the major difference in CTFO versus others is that the high owners can make less money than the people who are under them. And that's not the case in very many different multi-level marketing companies. I can corroborate that. Yeah, that's true. Because often it's sort of like a 
it feels like sort of a trickle down thing, but it sounds like this is set up in a different way. And we're not going to get into the mechanics of their, you know, the ways in which you make money with them, you know, all the different, cause that, that can get pretty involved. And if someone wants to know how that works, they can call you up or email you and they can have a conversation with you. Right. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So what people need to know if they're interested is that there's an opportunity here that this can be a little side hustle, maybe that they make a few hundred dollars a month on the side as while they work as a nurse, they can create a business out of it. It can also be sort of an adjunct to a business like you, because this isn't the only thing you do, because we just talked about the psycho neuro immunoendocrinology stuff that you work on and you work <laughs> with patients outside of the CBD realm too. And so the CTFO work that you do, the CBD work, it's it's sort of a, it's a one income stream within your company, right? It's one of the things you do. Yes, it is. Tell me as a nurse entrepreneur with these different income streams, what is it like for you on a personal level in terms of your level of freedom, making your own schedule, getting on podcasts with people like me, like what's it like for you and how has it changed your life being self-employed? It's changed my life a lot because I don't feel like I'm going through nurse burnout. I have more time and freedom to do what I want. I have more time and freedom to figure out how I want to schedule my day in my hours of operation. I don't want to over limit myself and my own limitations that I have already. But, you know, understanding like, oh, I still have clients from the West Coast and the East Coast, but I can choose to take no more than three to four clients for the day for my own satisfaction. And I love that. Mm -hmm. So that control and you're not, it's, that's a far cry from like having seven patients on a med surge unit and running your butt off and not even having time to go to the bathroom. Right. Yes. yes. <laughs> or being in a state where you don't have nurse to patient ratios even. Exactly. Right. And for that nurse out there who maybe wants to start with a little side hustle, maybe making, like I said, three, $400 a month on the side, maybe to save for vacation or something. What do you see in terms of the level of potential to turn that, say, doing the CTFO thing and creating a business? What's the potential for actually becoming, getting to the point where you can make a decent living doing it? It depends on the person, on looking at how many hours in a day do they want to spend on income-driven activities to be able to make this go from a hobby to an actual business. Mm -hmm. Okay. I like how you said that it's income producing activities, right? Mm -hmm. And I understand that completely because I don't make any money unless I take part in, in income producing activities, like whether it's podcasting, writing, consulting, speaking, coaching, I have to make it happen. So that's part of the challenge of being a nurse entrepreneur, right? Yes. You can get so busy in doing things, but is are those things making you money? Mm -hmm. What are you going to do today to have a paycheck next week? 
Right. It's a very different mindset, isn't it? Than, you know, going to work, punching a clock or however you, you know, swipe your card to punch in for work. It's a different mindset. You have to really shift how you think about the nature of work and money. Mm -hmm. Was that hard for you or was that and easy for you because you were already out of the workforce because you'd had an injury? I think it goes both ways. Mm -hmm. One, it was very easy to have the time to develop the business because I was home and I do have to still manage how much time I spend on the computer or what I'm doing so I don't stimulate my brain more than what it should be. However, I do have the flexibility to come back to it and complete that task. And over a course of so many days out of the week, and then I'm done with that. And I love checking things off. <laughs> Me too. Oh, my God. I love lists so much. <laughs> we should compare sometimes how we how we do our lists. Now, before we finish, let's circle back to CBD for a couple minutes because I wanted to ask a couple extra questions because they just I just realized I didn't cover a couple things. So let's just circle around now that we've talked about your business itself. So are there any side effects of CBD? You know, there can be. And I say can because some of the responses are mostly anecdotal mm-hmm. from patients or clients that are tapping into cannabis or CBD, the main education going with that is, are they going low and slow to start at a low level if they're a beginner instead of just jumping to a higher therapeutic dose and not giving their body a chance to work up? Okay. So that can be one of the side effects that when individuals take too much, they might have more anxiety or paranoia Mm -hmm. because they've taken too much of that dose initially instead of starting at a um, dosing low to relief and then going to that therapeutic level and dosing down. I see. So it's better to start taking this under the guidance of somebody who understands it rather than just grabbing something off the shelf and starting to take it and think, oh, 50 milligrams is good. Maybe I'll take 200 instead. Right? Exactly. And that's because we don't really know with patients what other pharmaceutical medications that they're on. Mm-hmm. And CBD actually goes through a pathway, the P450 pathway, the cytochrome, mm-hmm. and it competes with the way that certain drugs metabolize into the body. Okay. And that takes me to my final question about CBD, which is contraindications. Are there any conditions of which you're aware where someone should not use CBD at all, like ever? I can't really say not ever because you're still outweighing the risk versus benefit for those individuals. For instance, an individual who has COPD, they may, the inhalation route of administration might not be the best route for them because of their lung-related issue. However, can we try another route of administration for them? Absolutely. 
I see. So you can use the salve that you put on the skin. You can have an edible. You can do the nasal thing, whatever happens to work. Okay. So it sounds like it's a good idea if you have like a pretty significant chronic illness or many, and you take a lot of medications and you have a complicated medical situation, you should definitely do your due diligence, talk to your provider, et cetera, et cetera, to make sure you're, you're not setting yourself up for any problems. Right. Yes, I would say that talk to a cannabis expert provider, because don't be surprised if your regular provider might not have the awareness or knowledge because they didn't go through cannabis education to understand the contraindications or risks that a patient might be going through. Yeah. And we've been talking about the nursing world, but we don't, I'm not aware of how the medical world, like physicians are embracing this or not. I, I know several who are. So you have to, you know, buyer beware again, like make sure if you're, if you want to do this, make sure your provider's on board. And if your provider's not on board because they're ignorant, maybe you need a new provider. So, you know, just saying. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Now, if people want to reach you, you are at sageintegrativewellness.com. I know you're on Facebook as Sage Integrative Wellness. You're also on Instagram as Sage Integrative Wellness, and you're on Twitter as Sage Wellness RN. And you're on LinkedIn as Fontaine Dominique. We'll have links to all of those in the show notes so people can find you and look you up. And can they just email you if they have a question and tell you they heard you on the Nurse Keith show? Yes, they can email me at Dominique at sageintegrativewellness.com. Okay. And that's D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E at sageintegrativewellness.com. Well, Dominique, this is awesome. And, you know, 10 years from now, this conversation is going to be much different because this whole CBD thing is going to be light years ahead of where we are now. But I thank you for enlightening us here. And this is a really good companion episode to episode 229 with Eloise Thiessen. And this kind of like kind of puts a bow on this whole CBD THC issue. So I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, Nurse Keith. I appreciate you having me and allowing me to clarify that for everyone. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening to episode 244 of the Nurse Keith Show. And remember those show notes, which you're definitely going to want to check out to learn more about Dominique and CBD is nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 244. I hope you feel uplifted, empowered, and maybe even educated by this episode. And I want you to take inspired action in the interest of your personal and professional well-being and happiness every day. And make sure you head over to nursekeith.com for those show notes and also to the resources drop-down menu where you'll find jobs from Reload and ZipRecruiter and lots of other resources. Some of them are super free that you can check out, including getting your ACLS or BLS for free the first time you take it with the company who is sponsoring that offer. That is in the resources drop-down at nursekeith.com. The Nurse Keith Show is expertly edited and produced by Rob Johnston and Mark Cap. Happy Spiesen is our stalwart social media ringmaster. They both keep those wheels turning in the right direction. So be well, dig deep, seek joy, keep in touch. This is Nurse Keith signing off from beautiful and very chilly and sunny Santa Fe, New Mexico. And Dominique Fontaine bidding you adieu from Scottsdale, Arizona. Scottsdale, Arizona. Thank you, Dominique. And thank you for being here. And we will catch everyone next time.